wants to be somewhere. Lobsters live at the bottom of the sea while I'm at the bottom of the air. What's going on? Let's get into this. This is what does it all mean podcast, episode seven. Happy Saturday night, Sunday morning, depending where you're at. I personally am in Southern California, place of, uh, I guess, a lot of surfing today. I saw tons of people. Heading out to uh, the ocean. I'm your host, Jimmy Lewis. What's going on? What's going on, Amanda? It's been a wild week. This Thanksgiving week. The holidays are always weird. You know, schedules are weird. Sun's going down at a strange time. And things are all closed. And... DoorDash is closed. What's going on, Michelle? Okay, so I have a guest tonight, so let me get into some of the the topics before uh, I wander off. Off, uh, off, whatever. Wander off, period. So, um, first of all, I just want to thank everybody. I've been getting a lot of people actually um, sending me messages, you know, inquiring, you know, if they want to be on the show and, and I love it, you know, I want everybody, I want everybody on whenever they want. So tonight I got a guest, it's going to be Matt. He should be coming on in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we're going to, we're going to ask him, what does it all mean? Uh, and the cool thing about this is I've not really met too many of you that I've interviewed. Um, some people I have, some are like my closest friends in my life and, and some I don't know. And the coolest thing is to meet everybody through this little cyber world matrix project and, and getting to know you. And, and I'll give you a prime example. Uh, I got to interview this cat named uh, My Trippy Hat. My trippy hat dude, and he came on the show, I think last season, and I met him at a concert, and he was just so fucking unique and different, and he just, he was like, he just seemed like one of those people that, you know, that you want to hang out with, and I remember even then I, I talked to him, and and then I eventually found him on Instagram, and, uh, you know, he followed me, I followed him, then I interviewed him, and we had so many things in common that, like, we became friends through, you know, through the multiverse, and this little platform kind of helps out, you know, so the point is, you know, when I flip through the Instagram now, like I saw him today, and he's just doing something, looking happy, and I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I feel like I know this guy now, like, I, I really do, I only met him for, like, 20 minutes, not even, like, two minutes, three minutes, and, uh, but now, since we've had these conversations, and I get to follow his little world, of social media, you get to know people, you know, it's, it's strange, so, heck yes, speaking of skater, my friend Chris is constantly hitting me up to, uh, to start skateboarding again, so, you know, I think I, I should start, it's been, I quit about three years ago, uh, I don't know why, I just quit about three years ago, I had this conversation with my friend recently, um, most people quit skateboarding when they're like 18, 19, when things get serious in their life, and I never quit. I, I quit probably, like I said, four years ago, so I've been skating since I was eight years old till 41, and the only reason I stopped is because I thought, okay, I'm 41, I guess I should stop, and um, nah, I don't, there's nothing that I can't do that I could do it when I was 16, so it doesn't really matter. How do you wave? How do I wave? Like that, I guess. Oh, oh, on this. Sorry, I didn't even get that. Um. <laughs> Not so funny. Yeah, no, my friend Chris and I are going to go out soon, and that will be fun. He's a, 
You ever see somebody that reminds you of you, but like a younger version of you? That's definitely it, you know? My friend Chris is definitely a younger version of me, and you know, uh, maybe I can, you know, somehow positively influence him, because he seems like he's going in the, in the right direction already. So, uh, you know, what's going on, Jungle Jim? What's going on? All right, let's get into some of this, this news that's been going on this week. I'm gonna get into some news. First of all, happy birthday, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee would have been 81 years old, all right? <clears throat> He's a double dragon. I am a double dragon myself. I don't want to make this about me. Bruce Lee is my, like, inspiration. Uh, I took uh, Wing Chun when I was a kid. Uh, then that translated into uh, Jeet Kune Do through books. And, uh, and I, I knew he was a double dragon. And, uh, and I wanted to know if I was. And I knew I was the year of the dragon because it's 76 that I was born. And then I was born at 8.44 in the morning. So from, I think it's 7 a.m. till 10 a.m. I think it is. That's the the hour of the dragon. It's something like that. I fall into it. So that makes me the double, double dragon. Bruce is a double dragon. And that's a fucking lucky thing. And Bruce was very lucky and one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. So cheers to Bruce. Cheers to Bruce. How do you find yours? Just go to Google and Google what's your your Chinese zodiac. That's really what you do. What's your Chinese zodiac? And there's there's the year, and that will give you your first, you know, and then there's the hour. So you depending on what you are, that's how it that's how the those signs um, link up. So heck yeah. So uh Jungle Gem says leftovers. What does double dragon mean? Uh, it means, like I was saying before, very uh, lucky. Uh, you know, it, it, you have a lot of luck, uh, but come comes with responsibility, I would think. So leadership. Just think of Bruce Lee. Like, what do you think Bruce Lee is? Just a badass motherfucker. So <laughs> uh, when I was in the night, uh, sorry, senior year, I was a writer and I wrote this poem about. Uh, Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee, and I probably will fucking regret seeing it now, but if anyone from South High School 1995-96 has a yearbook, fucking please just send it over. I've been looking for it forever so I can prove that I've loved Bruce since that age. Anyways, okay, quickly. Uh, I watched the Velvet Underground documentary, and it was on, I think, Apple Plus or something, and I was so waiting for this, waiting for this, waiting for this, and this is my honest opinion. My honest opinion I was really kind of upset because uh, it made Lou Reed seem like he was such an ass, you know, and I did not agree with that. So if you guys are a big, you know, Velvet Underground fan, I'm going to tell you, don't go see, uh, I, I mean, that's that's unfair to me to say, you know, because they're freaking awesome, you know, but um they just make Lou Reed seem like such a criminal in all of it, you know? And, uh, he, you know, uh, I play music with people and the hardest part is getting attached to people and, and spending hours upon hours upon hours with them. Like they're your fucking family. And then all of a sudden one person having to do something like go to college or do something, whatever. And they have to tragically rip themselves away from you. And then you fucking feel like you've broken up with them well that's I guarantee what Lou and John went through you know you just have these people that love each other and they make music and there's nothing better than that it's like making love and making music it's the same fucking thing and so when you make love with your best friends all the time and then all of a sudden it's torn apart like it's it's tragic so that that documentary really put a bad spin on uh, Lou Reed and I think that's kind of unfair because Lou has passed away and if you guys don't know I'm such a huge Lou Reed fan that I have his amp and uh, I'll probably throw the video up of me like the first day I got it I'll throw it up in the stories on the Instagram uh, it'll be up for like 24 hours so um, I'll do that after the show just me playing Lou Reed's amp when I was fucking like eight years ago when I first started playing music Lou Reed's official amp that was made by Mike Saldano. Uh, okay. So, 
let me see some of these comments really quick. He is cool as fuck, straight up. And uh, he did he did take hard drugs, uh, but I think that was the culture at the point. We had, you know, uh, Andy Warhol and just, you know, David Bowie and that whole scene, Iggy Pop was just like, fuck. It was the whole scene at that time. And uh, I don't know if it was the drugs that, that made it seem like he was an asshole. It just seemed like they were on the top and, and Lou just wanted to completely take over and, and, and dominate the whole scene and, and leave John Cale out. And, uh, you know, the band completely did do a different direction. It got all, like, very rock and roll, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I really love John Cale as well. He's an amazing bass player, amazing musician. I aspire to be more like John than Lou, because I think instinctively I already am like Lou. So if I could just get a little bit of John Cale, I can be my own fucking Velvet Underground. Um, he was the dude, by the way. He definitely was. Lou Reed was so... Yeah, I, I've read, like, I love him so much. I've read documentaries and I've heard just horrible things about his parents. You know, he, he came out to his parents and said, like, I'm having, you know, homosexual thoughts. And the parents sent him to, like, a fucking institution. And, like, I guess in the institution, they try to, like, electrocute the fucking gay out of him, which is just, like, obscene. And then, dude, come on, who do you trust? Like, can you trust your parents when they do that kind of shit to you? Man, if you come out to your parents, you're like, hey, I'm honest, like, this is who I am, and they fry you, it's not fucking cool. So, you know, I love Lou. My cat just came in. Just stomp the door. I gotta close it. Give me two seconds. Come on, dude. Come on. Come on. Alright, I'm back. We're gonna play this game. So, all right, uh, okay, what else happened? So quickly, uh, we also got into um, into to Dave Chappelle. I guess he went into this uh, high school this week, and when he was in the high school, he uh, there were these teenagers, and he, I guess he was giving them free turkeys to, um, you know, free turkeys for Thanksgiving, and he was also giving them, like, free tickets to his new um, documentary about you know, everything that's been going on, and, uh, and, uh, he, some of the kids, like, had, it was kind of like a Q&A at one point, and some of the, like, trans kids came up and spoke their piece, and you gotta remember, these are high school kids, and they're like, you know, hey, like, I kind of have a problem, once again, like, you know, trans kids are dying, and then, you know, Dave came out and just basically said, well, you know, basically, like, like black people are dying too and uh whatever and he kind of and he did like two of these people and supposedly i haven't seen it but I, I read an article that pretty much documents what was said and he just kind of silenced these these uh these trans people and and then at one point one of the kids said something like um i'm not sure like like, he just didn't agree with him, and then I think Chappelle something, said something nasty, like, you know, I have so much talent, like, I, like all the talent in this room, like, I have, I have more than, than all of you put together, and, uh, you know, I work at you, I work at a job, okay, I work at a job, and uh, I remember 20-some-odd years ago, at this job, there was a, uh, the supervisor that gave this PCM, and we were all out there, all of these people that worked at this place, and we're trying to just do the best we can. And, and this lady told us, you know, if you guys are thinking about going somewhere else, don't. There's nothing better. None of you are Britney Spears out there. Okay, that was in the year 2000. In the year 2000, I heard, none of you are Britney Spears. And I'll tell you, that stuck a fucking, like first like a dagger in my heart because I knew that I was like a musician and I wanted to be Britney Spears straight up and uh second who is she to tell me that I who I'm gonna be you know so that hurt me so I kind of think that's the 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 thing when you know it's it's kind of hard to compare the two but it is you know when when like Dave isn't hearing the, the people anymore either I feel that he's up to this cancel culture or he's trying to tell people that he'll they'll never be as good as him and you're never going anywhere where how do you know the people in the audience right there are not like the next fucking you know 
Eddie Murphy. You know, and I, I see that the problem I'm having with it is I'm such a big Dave Chappelle fan. Like, I wonder if he's trying to do this on purpose. Like, is he just trying to cancel himself to get out of the public spotlight because he is, like, the president of the world? Like, he really is. Like, to me, Dave's word is more fucking important than the world. And, you know, like, the president and, and, and anything else. And, and that's scary. For, that's got to be a lot of pressure. Like, it's like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan walked into, you know, he, he said, if I'm ever going to lose, I'm going to walk into, like, a... a, a you know, like a Macy's and just pour fucking whiskey over my head to, to completely fucking let the world know that I'm crazy. You know, is this what Dave Chappelle's doing in a weird way? I don't know. Or, you know, is he just hooking up with Joe Rogan too much? And this is what this documentary is about. And uh, Joe Rogan this week was in the news, like again, for like aligning, like a lot of the right wing people are aligning with Joe Rogan. So whatever he's saying is really, you know, making these right-wing people align with them and I know that those two are like that so I can't imagine it like to me it should be you know Dave Ch Chappelle and Joe Rogan that sounds like a harmonious thing and they should be you know working things out because I always believe that you know just because someone might be a Trump supporter or they might be this doesn't mean that I don't want to talk to you and I can't be your friend and I've got friends that are on the side of this and I got friends on the side of that and like I said I've said before like I'm not a Democrat I'm not a Republican I'm not a fucking socialist I'm a human being and the fact that I've got to kind of uh, adhere to these um, these these just laws of just politics and if I don't like fuck I'm gonna just what go to jail <laughs> you know like some people work outside of the the, the bounds of reality and uh you know, it's kind of crazy. So I see that I got a request from Max Bite. I'll tell you this: um, in about eight minutes, uh, I'm gonna fucking I gotta I gotta get into the night's topic. And when I do, I'm gonna have this guy Matt on. But if you're still around, and if Matt doesn't come in, Max, you're more than welcome. And if not, at the tail end, like at like 11:40, like fucking, you can come on too. So either way. Um, so, okay, the show tonight quickly is about Michael Rockefeller. And anybody you that don't know who Michael Rockefeller is, he came from the infamous, like, Rockefeller family. Uh, his father was the governor of New York. Uh, I'm going to sum this up quickly. Uh, at 22, he basically, uh, he left, I think it was New York, and he went to New Guinea to explore these tribes that were just, like, still wild. And um, when he did that, uh, he, he met with this Azmat tribe and he got to know them and he started taking all these pictures and he, they, he had this great relationship. And then he went back to, you know, New York or to America and he just had all of this, you know, footage. It was fucking awesome and he loved it and he wanted to go back. So when he goes back, he takes like this, I think, French uh, either navigator or other photographer and they're trying to travel to another small part where the Azmat tribe is and their boat capsizes and they're both uh, on the boat for like 24 hours and when that happens uh then basically Michael Rockefeller says hey I'm out I'm he, he floats away and he tries to get you know he's like I think I can make it that was his last words and so then the governor of New York at the time this is in the uh, like the 30s or something maybe 40s I, I don't even I'm not sure about the time frame but he puts out this all bulletins uh, alert, and this guy's super rich, so they send, like, fucking millions of dollars of, like, search crew for this dude. They can't find shit, and they just figure that he is dead, so they give up the search after a while, but it's, like, it's really huge international, you know, unsolved mysteries type deal, and uh, it was just what happened to Michael Rockefeller. So uh, after a while, uh, you know people started to uh just get really curious and when they did uh they kept searching and some people went down to the Azmat tribe looking way back in the 70s and uh they started taking like footage of people and the thing that throws me is like there's this video out there where you see these like war tribe people on a lake okay and just just google Azmat Azmat tribe on a on a you know, Michael Rockefeller war party. And 
as they're going down the, you know, there's like a thousand Azmat war people, you know, they're all just naked and they're just with these spears and shit. And all of a sudden you see all of these like dark skinned people. And then you see a white skinned Caucasian with a huge beard and, and like the tribes people didn't have beards. So this dude just had this beard kind of looking like this and, uh, and he's just ready to go to fucking war. And as he's going to war, you know, uh, you just see it. And it's just like this, this quick image. And I wonder like what happened? Was that the real deal? Was that, was that, uh, you know, Michael Rockefeller and, and they don't know. So that, that is crazy. So that happened, I think in the seventies. And then recently, uh, this one cat, Oh, I forget his name. He wrote this book, I think, called Savage Kingdom, or I forget what it's called. But that recently, this guy he 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 was into it, and and he went down there, and he he headed down to the Asmac tribe, and he he hung out with these people for like four months. Didn't talk about Michael Rockefeller. Didn't talk about you know any of that crap, and he just got to to hook up with these people and then after a while they trusted him and then they let him into their archives and they let him read everything that they had about Michael Rockefeller and when they did it was crazy it was just like basically um in their culture they believe you know if they kill you like they become you they take your essence they take your soul they take your life they take your property they take everything so they basically said he was part of the tribe. They found him, you know, and they took, you know, found him from the river, took him, took him to the tribe. And I don't know what time they killed him, but at one point somebody walked up and speared him through the heart. And the, the text was so detailed that, that they said like, basically, you know, like the spleen or like the, the tibia, you know, went to this guy, the, the head went to this guy. So they all knew it. And, and I think they ate him. So I'm not fucking sure, but that's crazy. So for me, I'm thinking, what does that all mean? Like this, this 22 year old guy, you know, did that happen or was it a cover? And what, what the deal is. So the Dutch owned that province at the time and the actual people, uh, the tribes people gave these texts to the Dutch you know, tribesmen, or the, the Dutch, you know, um, countrymen, and said, hey, this is what happened, and they knew, and what was happening at that time was, like, the Dutch were trying to colonize this, this island and make this, like, their own, so if they found out that, like, the, the governor of New York's son got killed by the aborigines or the people on the island, it was not gonna go well, so at that point, yeah, it seems that they fucking cut this guy up, ate him, and just... Yeah, I, I think that's what happened to Michael Rockefeller. Because in my mind, I like to think this, right? I like to think that's not what happened. He really dropped out of society, and he was one of the richest people in the world. And he just didn't want it, you know? And then this is what I think, right? This is a hypothetical, right? What if he didn't get killed right away? What if he hooked up with one of the island chicks? And what if, you know, he has a kid out there that's part island? You know what I'm saying? And part him, part island. And when you think about that, the Rockefeller, like, fucking dynasty is huge. So if there was somebody out there that could be the heir to it, of course you'd keep that quiet as well. So, like, dude, I don't know if it's over. Like, yes, we say, um you know that this is this is what happened because that guy you know who had the uh who went down there recently said this is what happened but things can change and, and i just wonder you know so i'm gonna be looking at some of your comments right here too bad it wasn't john lol of course he did that's why he wanted to go back yeah see that's what i wanted too like like he wanted to be part of it he wanted to be part of the tribe you know and that's what i wonder like because not society's not for everybody right like fuck come on how many times a day do you think i could just go and live out in the friggin' nowhere and just 
get the hell away from all this bullshit, right? I mean, fuck, did you really, when you were eight, did you think, oh yeah, I want to get up and I want to fucking go to work every goddamn day just to, to keep electricity on so I can do what? You know what I'm saying? So, like, it just gets hard and in the back of my mind, I've already set up many scenarios where, like, there's a, there's a canyon here, uh, not too far away, like, just this valley called O'Neill Park, and, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, if shit goes down, I'm just going out there, and I'm gonna live like one of these fucking, you know, doomsday prepper people, and just be, you know, by myself, and, and just try to escape the chaos, but, uh, you know, in actuality, it never happens, because, I go to work every goddamn day, including today. So, I think my my guest might have flaked. That's not a problem. If he did flake, um, the guy before, uh, if you want to, I'll give this. I'll give my guest it like a couple more minutes, and if my guest doesn't come on, and if the person that sent me the request before wants to come in you're more than welcome so uh, I love these comments no ESP when energy is free from the earth oh of course I think that the strangest thing for me is the matter concept like in consciousness right I'm gonna just wander off off a bit out of it like so everything in matter you know Everything's matter, we know that, right? And what is matter? Just like fucking physical combinations of compounds of things that make up a physical, tangible element, like a PlayStation controller, right? Like this is tangible. But like when I put that down, that PlayStation controller, and I take my hands off of it, is it matter or is it just like my perception of what will be matter when I touch it? Is it matter when consciousness interacts with it? Or once my consciousness is gone, is that controller still there? That's the question, right? That's kind of the whole question. So that's kind of like the black black hole theories, you know, what is the black hole theory? Like it, it all comes down to our own individual experience. And what's happening to me is not happening to you, but yet we are all connected together as one. And I think for me, striving to be a better fucking person makes me want to get up every day and experience this life. But, you know, I also saw this picture today and for the people that are, um, you know, listening on the audio this is a picture of Yoda and I'm a big Star Wars and Star Trek fan and uh next week we will have a surprise guest but um I, I see this picture of Yoda right just all bald and, and and just doing his thing and when I look at it I feel like I I I can't wait to I, don't get me wrong I don't want to be 900 years old but it would be cool but when that day comes like, I want to be ready for it, and I want to experience everything that I can, and I want to feel life. I want to feel the PlayStation remote in my hand. I want to know what it is to feel pain, you know? I want to know what it is to feel happiness, you know? So, I feel that, um, you know, I feel that Yoda really knew a lot and uh, broke my heart when he died. So, let me... Let me read. I see some of these comments. The government... Oh, hold on. Let me go. Great story. Thank you. Uh, the government banned the chemical to see the spirit world around us to try to order, even from China, and can't get it. Between two plates of glass, you can see people's consciousness floating around. You know, so there's that whole theory about... Uh, you know, what is it, the, uh, the fluoride, you know, and I don't know where you guys are, like, I know some, some countries use fluoride and some people don't, uh, personally, I don't think that I use fluoride, uh, and I know that's the conspiracy to, like, to, to block up the pineal gland, 
you know, because the pineal gland is what connects us to uh, the, you know, overall ionosphere, you know, um, and I don't drink necessarily the water that comes from the tap, but, you know, I have to drink water, of course, but I usually get this bottle, uh, Essentia water. This is a free ad for Essentia. This is, <laughs> you know, but I do, I drink this, but I try to keep my mind as clear as possible. That's why I never joined the military and there's nothing against the military. I love our veterans. I love people that have served. My grandfather served, my father served. I respect the hell out of them. I wanted to go to the military, but they kind of told me don't. And the reason why is because at a certain point, these, these, these great warrior chiefs go through some hellish shit and, and they try to change the way that they think and they try to control them. And when they do that, they win every time. And no matter what, in the back of their head, they just have this kill, kill, kill because that's what they're taught. And I'm the opposite. I want to kill with love, love, love. And if I could even just show one soldier, like, hey man, like, sure, yes, when time of war and you got to protect, that's cool, do your thing. But when there's time of peace, also fucking kill with peace, kill with love and love the shit out of your fellow human being, you know? And so I don't, I don't want anything to clog up my connection with the Akashic records and whatever might be coming through, right? What's coming through? And what is consciousness once again, right? Who the fuck is controlling us speaking? And, and what, what does it all mean? What were the pure thoughts coming from? To me, spontaneity, uh, the Johnny Carson thing, when you throw, you know, I know Johnny Carson was like unrehearsed with these people a lot because it just comes off in a different way. When everything is rehearsed, it's fucking boring and it doesn't mean anything. But when you're just being you, it's the human experience. So I think my actual guest is completely flaked, but that's all right because maybe I can wander off on these different uh, topics and uh, get a little get a little fun, because I like all my guests. You guys are fucking amazing. Jungle Jim, uh, Telesia, I can't say it. Teslia, Tobin Music, Talisa, Talisa, Tobin Music. Check them out, everybody. If you're a musician, hell yes. I think I just, just saw you on there. I just think we started following each other, hell yeah. Nice to meet you, Cyber meet you. And that's what I mean, it's so cool to get to know people and where they're from and what they do and whether they skateboard, whether they don't, where they're from. That's what I mean, everyone's perception is valid in what we do. And I've been dealing with a lot of racism lately and, and <clears throat> what people don't understand is like, everyone gets bullied in life and some people feel it worse than others but everybody thinks that their shit is the worst. And you know what? Any form of just hate or trying to put somebody down, it's not good. There's no point in it, you know? There's no point in it. We wanna build each other up, and I'm very competitive with a lot of things, but when it comes to uh, people in the world, just in general, I, you know, I think that building each other up is way better than bringing each other down. And here's a, here's a controversial, you know, opinion. I'll lose some followers. I, borders shouldn't exist either. Fuck borders. Like, we should all just be one tribe. And I think, I think the governments know that too. And that's why they put the borders on there. Because if we were all just one tribe and we all figured it out, we'd eventually just be like, fuck you. Like, we're doing this. So, uh, we did the 80s pop bands. New edition, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany was amazing. She just played at the Roxy, or no, sorry, the Whiskey A Go-Go, and I actually thought about, uh, I think it was Tiffany. Uh, it was either Debbie Gibson or Tiffany. I think it was Tiffany, but... <laughs> 80s had the best damn music, the best videos. Those people did the best drugs. I was too young to do those kind of drugs. The cocaine stuff missed me, you know? I'm, I'm the Gen X, like... By the time I was in the 80s, I was really like 10, 11. Uh, like I said, 88, like I was like 12. So, but Miami Vice, all that shit was so good. 
new kids on the block, all that stuff. It was all like brand new, but it wasn't really, you know, Duran Duran, George Michael, all that shit. I want to see that first person's name if I can, because I feel bad. I can't, I'm, it's so hard to, um, to book people. And I think what happens is people just don't like to be on the camera. And what they don't know, if they ever listen, is you can always just flip it around and, and uh, point at a, uh, at a wall. I'm reading some of the comments. So weird why Dave Chappelle can't have his opinion, but everyone else can. Oh, oh, so... I don't care about Dave Chappelle having his opinion. I, I, you know, everyone can have their own opinion, but when they think they're the coolest shit in the room, that's where I feel that they're losing touch with uh, the youth. And I think the youth is the key to everything, right? Like we got to show the youth that like, you know, that their voice can be heard. And just because somebody thinks that they're fucking unstoppable doesn't mean that they are. And, uh, I love Dave Chappelle. What's just the real shit? And that's why I wonder if he's just trying to cancel himself because he's such a, like, I feel that we all know he's on a fucking genius level. Like, he's on a genius level. And how do I know that he's not going to come out in fucking three years and just be like, dude, I was playing you all. And this is, this what, this is what cancel culture really is. You know, I say a couple things, you all cancel me and I was fucking you all in the first place. Like, he's that smart. So, um, he was my first date that I was ever going to go on with, uh, with my current chick, you know, uh, with my fiance, she, we were going to go see Dave Chappelle, you know, and our company was too good. And I, I didn't, didn't end up going, but like Erica Badu, she was at the same thing. And she, I think, I don't know if she performed or what, but these are like two of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Like, I'm not kidding. Erica Badu, if I saw her in person and Dave Chappelle, I would fucking possibly pass out. So, I don't think anything's wrong with him having an opinion. I think the way that he shut down the trans kids speaking their mind is kind of shitty. And, um, like I said, he could be just playing everybody. Like, just, just to, you know, we'll see as time prevails. But I think we all know what's right in our gut. You know, there's a fine line between opinions and uh, kind of, what's the word, um, enticing behavior that, yeah, I, that's a tough one, you know, because if there's freedom of speech, you can say whatever you want, uh, but I feel that, like, you know, I, I said this on my, my other podcast Like I don't like to, to, to fucking You know uh, What's the word I don't like to backtrack But when you have somebody That's like talking about a certain topic Like uh, say so you have a, a White comedian that's kind of like uh, You know I have this this You know black friend that's doing this and he's doing this uh, He's He's it's okay because I have tons of black friends. Like when I hear white people say I have tons of black friends, it's okay. You know, they've never fucking had one black friend in their life, you know? And to me, that is just craziness. And I feel that that's kind of what Dave Chappelle is doing in a way saying like, Hey, I've had trans friends. I've had trans people that, you know, uh, have liked me and been friends with me and have died because of me. And that breaks my heart. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, like I said, I, I'm not going to stop listening to Dave. Uh, I, you know, if, if things become more hateful, if I start to see that he is aligning with the side of like the right and all of a sudden he really shows up with that clan thing on his head for real and it's no joke, then sure. But I couldn't imagine him being that way. So like I said, my prediction is fucking Dave is going to, you know, one day just snap out of it all. So emotional baiting this is fun just talking to you guys by the way like I said the, the whole thing was about Michael Roth, Roth Rockefeller but I pretty much let you know right I lost like four people on that fucking whole <laughs> conversation piece but it's alright you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do
I saw the special and he was just making fun of them like he does towards every other person though. It's called comedy. Oh, I totally agree. Like I've seen, I, you know, uh, I grew up when I was eight years old listening to Eddie Murphy talking about like, uh, fucking Mr. T butt fucking people up the ass, you know? And I learned more in that special than I did in anything else like when I walked away from raw and delirious I literally learned about life and I know that's hard to explain to people now but like I said coming from the gen x uh generation that stuff doesn't bother me it really doesn't as a as a gen xer like I could give a fuck like if I don't like it I'll just walk away if I think the joke sucks I'll walk away but I've watched that special and like I said, I didn't find anything as, uh, offensive about the special whatsoever. Uh, but what I find is that he, uh, like I said, with these kids and, and him kind of like losing the connection with the kids is, is like I said, it's, it's weird for him, you know? And I think I'm just wondering if sometimes when we get older, you know, it's harder to admit that we can't connect with, with the younger generation as much as we'd like to, because it doesn't matter if you're the best thing in comedy ever, or you're the best thing at fucking skateboarding, you're the best thing. The kids are doing something new. They're always doing something new. They can give a fuck about Dave Chappelle. Like, and that's the thing, he doesn't understand. It's nothing personal. It's nothing about his cancel culture. It's nothing about his special. It's like, they're too busy on their phones. They're too busy on their Snapchats. They're all in their own little world, so they really don't give a fuck about people that are in their 40s or 50s. You know, like I just know from personal experiences. So, I mean, when I look at kids that are 15 or 16, they look at me like you're an old man and I'm like, I'm an old man. We, you know, so I don't really want to hang out with these kids and connect on any level with them. I mean, of course, in a, a mentoring way. And I think that's why I have a problem with it. If these trans kids are, are saying, hey, this is a question and answer and you're not letting me speak my piece, that is kind of shitty. But um, once again, I would like to see the actual video and the context, all of this. Everything can be portrayed in the media in a fucked up way just to try to out somebody. And I've talked about that on the prior uh, prior episode of the show. You know, when sometimes, you know, they want to get rid of somebody like, say, Joe Rogan. You know, he was talking about this ivermectin. And then you find out who uh, is behind, you know some of the media or all the media and it's Pfizer so Pfizer single-handedly put the smear campaign against Joe Rogan so that's where you just really don't know what to believe and you just got to go with your gut so fuck yeah guys enough of that stuff enough of that stuff what else you guys want to talk about I got about I don't know 10 minutes my guest uh, like I said he didn't make it the whole thing about Michael Rockefeller, too, is how uh, it was kind of it. Like, did he really sail away and have a kid? And is there a, an heir to the throne out there? And if there is, is that why they really covered it up? I'm going to try. I might try to get the uh, the author of the, that book to come on the show and talk about it. So. Oh, thank you, Julia. I don't feel that I'm not. It's not about an old factor. It's just about, you know, like, say, you know, like when you're in high school right and you're a senior and then you know there's then there's the freshman like there's a different age difference you know so when when there's a 20 30 year age difference it's even more and uh it's not that i don't want to hang out with these kids but it's just like i got nothing to really say to 15 year olds and but i don't think i'm better than them and i think that's the kind of thing that, he, you know, the comment that bothered me was that, you know, he's like, I got more talent than everybody in this whole goddamn room. How do you know? There could be someone that, you know, is the best pianist in the world and you never know. So, age is just uh, relevant to the, to the situation. I like to talk about complicated situations, you know? I really do. I'm not afraid of it. Because it helps me work it out in my own head. Because I don't know. You know, I think about these things, but sometimes just saying them out loud helps. You know? 
but I, I can't ever like something that I feel that like makes my heart hurt or my stomach hurt. Like if I feel that someone is really making somebody else hurt, that, that I can't do it. I feel like I got to go against that. So, you know, that's why I try to, you know, see it from every side and much love to you, Jungle Jim. We only got what, like a month left of 2021. You know, I, I, I'm watching documentaries, right? And and they're like, yeah, from some of these timelines are 2020. And I'm thinking, oh, that was like yesterday. Like 2020 was like fucking yesterday. Nope, we're already in 2021. And like 2022 is right around the corner. And the pandemic has just been fucking tearing us all apart. Now they're closing things down because of this goddamn new variant. Oh my God, I wanna see you guys. How is it in London, Julia? How I heard things are getting crazy there. How are things? Where are you at, Jungle Jim? And there is no such thing as old. Tonight, this is also uh, brought to you by Seven Leaves Cafe, naturally delicious. This is Ty's Tea. This is my second one. I will be up all night long. <laughs> Maine. Half of my family is from Pennsylvania, and I have relatives in Delaware. So I'm semi-familiar with there, I, I, like with that area. I've been to Delaware and the Pennsylvania and New York area. Not so much Maine, but around there. Julia says it's not crazy at the moment yet. That's good. If we go into another like lockdown situation, I'm going to lose my mind. It's, you know, at the point where I want to start playing music with friends again and going outside and seeing things and I'm sick of being locked up, right? I feel that once I once I do go outside, I'll probably stop the podcast, right? I'll be outside. I won't be doing this. I'll be out there. But who knows, maybe I'll do it from out there as well. But in retrospect, I think 2021 hasn't been so bad, right? Things seem to be, uh... Michelle says don't. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna keep it for a while just because I get to connect with you guys, you know? And that's what it's about. And then I get to meet new artists, whether they be painters, whether they be photographers, whether they be singers, whatever, you know? You guys want podcasts? Hell yes, I love it. I love it. right about now because I haven't uh, like I said my guest didn't make it tonight and I hope he's doing okay I hope everything that uh, I hope I hope he's doing well lived on Colorado hell yes my stepdad's from Colorado long time I like that Well, I know El Chapo's in Colorado right now. Uh, that's pretty crazy. He's in the Supermax prison. So, uh, you know, what are you gonna do? I heard, I heard Colorado's beautiful. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Where's Tom Waits from? Anyone know? I fucking wonder where Tom Waits is from. Well, okay, so what's the question? You know, uh, Michael Rockefeller. You know, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? Is life real? Did he float down the stream? Merrily, merrily, you know, 
after all, or did they eat him piece by piece? And did he die smiling, thinking, fuck, well, at least I did something different, you know? Michelle said, this dude you were talking about sounds like Goglin. He uh, liked the lovely island ladies. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wonder. Is there a kid out there that has all the, you know, could, could inherit the empire? And is it all an oxymoron? Either way, you know, I think it's all, I think that's one of the greatest stories out there. I really do. I stumbled upon it like eight years ago. And, you know, at that point they just had the video of the, the white guy on the river. And I was like, fuck, this is dope. He was definitely an artist. It, to making contact with those people, the the people that are just living in a completely different way, it's it's amazing. Bojangles. I got a cat named Mrs. Bojangles. She's passed out right now. All right, Jungle Jim, definitely. You have a good night. I might be ending this as well. So thank you guys for listening. What does it all fucking mean? I don't know. And Matt, next time, I can't wait. I hope you show. If you're listening to this, don't worry. I won't twist your arm. I'll keep it clean, brother. I'll keep it clean. So, I love you all. You guys have a great rest of your night. And no ego ever.